Hey, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Golf Perfection Podcast. And as the title of this one says, uh, we're going to talk about my journey to 1,000 subscribers. Um, for those who are new around here, just want to say I appreciate you for taking the effort just to hit that subscribe button and watch some of my content. Uh, it means a lot. That being said, let's just give a quick intro to myself uh, before we jump into you know the journey to 1,000 subscribers. So firstly, uh, my name is Matt. I got into golf as a child. Uh, my dad got me into golf by buying my first set of golf clubs. Uh, we were part of a country club uh, in Kingsburg, California. Um, the first two videos are you know, me returning to that country club to play. We're not members there anymore, but we have family that, that still are, and so we got to play that course. Um, and pretty much, yeah, I played through high school, and then in college, didn't have a car, so couldn't play golf. And, you know, I didn't really play golf much until after college. So after I graduated, maybe I was playing like once, maybe twice if I was lucky a year. And then the pandemic hit. And then like everyone else during the pandemic, picked it back up and started playing again. And then it wasn't until maybe, you know, six months into the pandemic uh, that I wanted to maybe start. I was thinking about starting a YouTube channel. So how it pretty much started, like I had done some video, um, you know, creation for other, you know, subjects or passions that I was that I had in my life. So I'm into cars as well. I had a Fiesta ST, but I sold it because, you know, during this car period in the pandemic, you can sell cars for a lot of money now. So I ended up selling that, but I had a channel based around, you know, driving my Fiesta ST around the track and, you know, working on my Fiesta ST. And that kind of fell through, and then also uh, I had like have a music channel on the side, you know, with synthesizers and music production that I was doing for fun, and I was just blogging on a personal channel, so nothing too serious. But a previous job that I had was working at Adobe, so I had free access to the whole suite, and uh, so I was just basically, you know, as a part of my job at Adobe there was getting, you know, building on skills to, to, to edit videos. Um, and so that's kind of how I dipped my, my toes into that video editing creation process. Um, but even before my job at Adobe, I was still creating videos in those other channels. But that kind of like started getting me into more serious, I guess, video production. But then I left Adobe and then stopped creating for a while. And then it wasn't until recently uh, my wife got me an iPhone 12 Pro Max for Christmas, you know, the year that it came out. And that was like kind of my last like, hey, this is going to be my last kind of attempt to try something creative and, you know, edit something and, and build a channel that I really want to try to put all my effort into to see if, you know, being like a creator, a creator, a content creator was something I kind of wanted to do as my, you know, side project. So, um, so I got the 12, iPhone 12 Pro Max, figured out, hey, you know, I want to put this on a gimbal and in my umbrella uh, holder on my push cart, and I'm going to start filming some of my rounds. And I just, uh, yeah, put together that first vlog, the very first vlog on my channel, which is that Kings River Country Club or Kings River Country Club round, you know, my childhood course. And that was pretty much the start of everything. Um, just to let you know, I... I I was using my iPhone for all of the editing and all the shot tracers for a good chunk of uh, of videos in the very beginning. 
and it's very capable. I mean, iMovie on the iPhone, and then all the the videos from the gimbal, uh, and then uh, all the shot tracers from the iPhone shot tracer app. That was pretty much the channel in the very beginning. And so over time, I learned how to use you know that setup, and then I graduated uh, pretty much to the uh, the iPad uh, app, which is LumaFusion, to edit videos. And now I'm I'm in a totally different setup than I was in the beginning, but the 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 uh the iphone is very capable of of video and yet to this day i could still use it i used something just recently i made a change but you know using an iphone for video for your channel if you want to you know make a golf channel it's something that's very capable i mean adam from uh, uh not a scratch golfer he uses his iphone and that's his main camera i mean at the end of the day it's whatever's the simplest and whatever's the easiest uh, to take onto the course. And I think that is, you know, don't let the gear be a deterrent of you starting uh, to be a creator for, I guess, golf content. So yeah, that's pretty much the story is like, I just started it, uh, this whole channel, you know, on a whim, thinking it'd be my last hurrah to try to something, you know, in the creative sense. And I'm really glad that uh, it, it worked out. So now I have this channel has a thousand subscribers it's it's monetized now which is which is awesome and i didn't think it would get this far so that's kind of my pretty much how golf perfection started um some things that you know so these topics i want to cover so some things i did not expect to go through you know starting this channel is that i've met some amazing people um shout out to all of you you know who you are who reached out to me in my my dms and like made the conscious effort to set up a tea time to play together um, you know, some of the OG people that reach out to me, I still talk to today and I get texts from them and we set up rounds, but it's been pretty busy lately. Um, but that being said, you know, like, yeah, I've met so many cool people, um, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, so that's something I didn't expect through this channel. And then another thing is, you know, I've had some amazing experiences. So, you know, talk about some of the videos I have on this channel went to, you know, <laughs> you know, North Carolina to go play golf with the people that I met on Clubhouse, which is an app that not as widely used anymore, but at its at its heyday, like we were jumping on Clubhouse talking in chat rooms, you know, like for hours on end. And we end up going to, you know, play golf together in another state. And that was that was amazing. So I would have never done that if I didn't have uh, this golf perfection channel, you know, as a motivator to get content, but then also you know, meet these, go out there, stick myself out there to meet these people. So, um, yeah, so, you know, did not expect a lot of these things. Like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it's been an awesome experience so far. Um, I wanted to share some tips for people who, you know, want to start a channel in general. And, you know, first things first, if you're going to start a channel and the main thing is to try to like gain subscribers and then try to make it your job or anything, I wouldn't, suggest that being your first motive to kind of start creating in that sense um if you if that's your first motive i feel like you're gonna get burned out really quick so for me my 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 reason for starting is like i wanted something to do on the side as a passion project and i really like creating videos i like the process of creating like all of these you know pieces of content from different courses and then i like tinkering with the gear side of things you know equipment editing software, learning the processes, optimizing processes to get a good product. And so never was this like a venture to try to 
make money. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where, you know, I'm working at a job where this can be a side project that I can put a lot of time into. Um, but yeah, don't do it for, you know, like the monetary gain or try to get a, even, don't even try to get a lot of views. I'd say just do it for yourself because you enjoy the process. And if you keep up your consistency, um, then, you know, the views will follow. Um, but that being said, you have to polish your craft and you can't just put out a lot of videos that, you know, aren't of good quality. Yes, take time to, you know, work on your craft and improve over time. Like I said, I've had some experience in editing videos before Golf Perfection. So, you know, a lot of this that I take for granted that is second nature to me it might not be second nature for those who are just starting out. So, um, yeah, I would say do it for yourself. Do it because you like the process. Don't chase views or don't chase monetary, you know, trying to get monetized because that will be a long way. It took me, you know, one and a half years to even get to this step. And I'm, I'm, I'm just content with what, how my videos do. If I post a video and it doesn't do well, if I had fun creating it, so be it. So that's the mentality I have of all my videos. I post once a week. And then I think, you know, one of the creators that I follow, MKBHD, he was like, happy that he's built a big catalog of videos without hitting a viral video that like really took off because then you start, you start trying to chase that viral video and then you get burnt out because you can't replicate it. And then, you know, if you were just to build a whole backlog of videos of people just watching that over time, it's a better buildup than catching that one viral video. So that's just, you know, some of my tips for people who are just starting out because one topic that I wanted to touch on is that, the market is now very saturated in terms of golf content creators. Of course, you have your big guys like Rick Shields and the good, good people, which they make fantastic content. And then I see a lot of vlog channels pop up as, as well, like mine. So, you know, you have to figure out how do you fit in terms of this whole golf, you know, YouTube market? Like, what is your niche? What uniqueness can you bring? And so for me, it's like, there's like three pillars of content creation in terms of how content creators come to be. And so the three pillars are, you know, either you're savant at something and you become a creator and popular because you're like the best 1% of something. So you're talking about like pros who make channels for golf context. And you, you're talking about like the Bryson DeChambeau's or, you know, you, you know, the, the Brian brothers, you know, they're PGA level people. There's like not savants, but they're very good at what they do. So that's kind of one pillar of the content creation, uh, I guess, I, I guess, uh, categories. The second category is like, you have some kind of competitive advantage. So for instance, like this is, you know, just say you own a golf course and you want to become a content creator. That's like some crazy competitive advantage that no one else has. And, you know, you can build a channel off of that, but like 90% of the people all fall into this last pillar and category, which is just a grinder. Basically you're willing to put in the work, and you know put in the consistency and and outgrind everyone else to get views um that's kind of that's where i fall i like put out a video a week you know i'm putting out content all the time i don't have a competitive advantage or you know i'm not like the best at golf right so i, don't, I can't give views that way or i guess like the only other i guess kind of subcategory of pillar is like being uh, a unique personality where everyone just loves you right off the bat and you catch some some viral videos your videos catch on virally and then you you take off and run with that 
but I feel like that very rarely happens. So that's kind of, you know, my view of what the current golf market uh, is for content creators. And it's very saturated. I see a lot of people popping up, a lot of creators coming up and, you know, it's, it's good for the game. You know, I have no problem if people want to keep making content, it's all good. I do foresee some maybe issues in the future where courses start banning like video cameras on course because it, it, it might might everyone if everyone starts vlogging on course, maybe it'll slow down play. I'm not sure. I personally do not. That's like my first thing that I'm always self-conscious about is, you know, slowing down, uh, you know, play pace of play, which I don't. Everyone that I play with can attest to this, that that's something that doesn't happen when people play with me. But yeah, maybe I feel like there's going to be something on the horizon where something happens with a vlogger and it's going to, you know, catch national news like, oh, golf vlogger does this and gets banned or something like that. So not saying that it will happen. Wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. So um, another thing I want to talk about is my favorite creators. Uh, I think my favorite other than, you know, I mean, not, I wouldn't even see Rick Shields as my favorite. I really just like what the good, good guys do. They have insane production value, and not only that, they're really, in my mind, actually growing the game. They're getting like people who would never really consider, you know, any consuming any golf content, and then trying to hook them into the into the game, and you know, get them to play. So, like, I've seen a lot of the stories on Instagram or whatever of the good good guys taking pictures with fans on, you know, on the course, and I don't think. The likes of Rick Shields or Eric Angerslang or any of those guys really grow the game. They like self-serve the game in terms of like people who are already fan of golf, a fan of golf, they will like their content. But people who aren't a fan of golf, they're not really getting those eyeballs. So I'm really hoping that Netflix special series gets people into the game. But in terms of even my own content, like I don't feel like that my content brings people into the game. You know, I try to maybe have podcasts with guests on there, you know, who would make me be appealing to other demographics who would never watch golf content. But I don't think my stuff does that. And I wish I could find better ways to do that and grow the game. But yeah, I just don't see it in, in my own personal content. But Good Good is probably like my favorite brand of creator because they make golf kind of cool um, for those who don't understand the sport. Uh, so that's kind of just want to talk about other creators like of course not a scratch golfer met him personally shout out to you adam pretty awesome uh guy and you know really friendly and had some already great rounds with you and uh yeah and then there's a bunch of other people who i've met locally that you know there's too many to list but pretty much favorite creator straight up is good good and that's like the only con like like creator that i'm actually watching personally um, and then I did watch Scratch Golf a little bit. If you don't know, it's this couple that's in Florida that do a lot of like thrifting and golf thrift stores or not golf thrift stores, thrift stores for golf gear. And it's really wholesome content. It's really slice of life. Uh, and yeah, and I watch them on occasion. So those are my favorite uh, content creators. Um, in terms of goals, you know, right now, uh, I don't have any set in mind. Just keep posting once a week and seeing where this all goes. Um, 1k was like my big goal that I wanted to hit as I saw like more views and more success come in. Um, so, you know, now that I hit that, I, I guess, I guess the next subscriber mark is like 10k or whatever. I, I don't know, just a random number, but I just want to keep going the channel. Um, but definitely just 
one of my goals is play golf now a little bit more for enjoyment and less about content creation. So, um, in these past couple of rounds, you can that in these videos that you'll see coming up, like the game has definitely been slipping. Uh, that's because the camera, in my personal opinion, adds a few strokes. It just takes a little bit more to set up. You can't really focus and be in the moment as much if you have to like stop, put down your tripod, or set up your camera and hit record. So, um, kind of lost sight of that a little bit uh, due to the fact that you know I'm making all this content. Uh, so, just want to play with some more golf for enjoyment. But other than that, yeah, I just want to just keep this up and meet more people. Um, and the topic of meeting people, the best way to, you know, set up around and I'm already like talking to people in my DMS on Instagram all the time. And thank you for those who really take the effort to set up a tea time or like ask, do more than just like, Hey, let's just like do more than DMS DMS and just, Hey, let's just play. And then like, so I get a lot of DMs like that. And then they just like, they just fall off the face of the earth and I never have more contact with them. The best way to, you know, play around with each other is that you set up a time and say, oh yeah, I have an open spot with my group, you know, come join if you have time. Like, I wouldn't say it's like, don't, don't, don't try to like specifically make a tea time with uh, with me, I'd say it's more like two ships passing in the wind kind of thing. Cause I'm a busy guy and I'm sure you're a busy person, but by the chance, if you have a spot in your group and then pretty much I'm available and you, you, you reach out to me, that's probably the best way to sync up for a round. Or if I, you know, say, Hey, you know, like just stay in touch in my DMS. Um, if I have a spot, I'll reach out to you. So I, there's a list of people that I always reach out to if, if I have a spot in my group. So if you are flexible and keep the DMs open, that's like probably the best way to, to sync up for a round. And I've done that multiple times, just even playing it at Spanish Bay this this past round that you'll see coming up. And I'm not sure which video, like there's a per kind person who would always reach out to me and ask to play. And he was in the Monterey area. So I invited him out to go play Spanish Bay and then we ended up playing. So, you know, keep the DMs flowing, but be conscious of the fact that setting up tea times, which is like a four hour activity with another person, it takes a lot of, you know, coordination and like time commitment from each other. So it's got to be like a joint effort in planning these things. So that's kind of like the best way to set up a tea time with myself. Um, yeah, just keep the DMs open and then be conscious of the fact that don't just be like, hey, let's, I want to play. And then like, don't make the effort to like set up anything else. Like I'll, I'll work with you to coordinate something if I'm free for a weekend. But if you're just going to DM me and say, Hey, we should play. And then, then that's it. Then that's kind of not enough to, you know, for me to carve out some time to, to go schedule something to play. So that's, that's kind of just my advice on that. So um, yeah, more things to come, you know, maybe it'll be a new series where I just have a podcast like this. And I talk about random topics, like maybe how I do course vlogs. I want to, talk more in depth about, you know, my setups in the, in the past and how, if you want to do your own course vlogs, how to go about that. And then I also want to do a questions and answers. So yeah, if you have any questions for me, like maybe I'll do an FAQ session or something. This was just a special one-off because I hit 1k subscribers. But like I said, if you have any questions, uh, let me know in the comments and I'd be happy to answer them in a, a follow-up podcast. So um, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I had to say today. I know this is me talking a lot and talking fast and rambling, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Thank you so much for the 1K subscribers. Keep chasing, and I'll see you in the next one.